sir, you are. It is a mad cop. Four hours of nonstop news and entertainment we like to refer to as what, Andrew? Newstainment. Yes, here she comes now. Rising to the top, push it to the end. Give it all you got. Barely break a sweat. Strong woman. Strong woman. That's yeah. you, Sherry. I know. Thank you. I like it. We've got every kind of music genre representing strong women in here, which I like. I got them all. I'm yep. just trying to keep you happy. Strong woman! <laughs> that actually does look like a strong woman dance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm try- trying to dive into the news, but I can't. I'm going to have to transition. Hang on. Uh-oh. Ready? Mm-hmm. You are a strong woman. Here he goes. Okay. Matt Markovich is going to kick All right, Matt Markovich. You know, you look like a... You, you, news, doing, you were doing gathering news. You were huh? doing wiggles. You were doing wiggles movements. The wiggles. When I'm I was not, looking on the I'm camera. Not a, yeah, yeah, I'm not afraid to do the wiggles movements. I, I break them all out whenever I have to. All right, hey, you got big news for us. Um, so you got a chance to speak to uh, Representative Reeves uh, regarding uh, getting Donald Trump off the ballot. Boy, nothing protects democracy like removing a candidate. Um, and then also a bill that's uh, getting a little bit of traction, at least in like 23 other states. Uh, if you are a boy, you compete against boys. If you're a girl, you compete against girls when it comes to sports. So let's start with story number one. Story number one, this is our uh, our attempt to throw a hat in the ring to disqualify Donald Trump in our primary mm-hmm. ballot, which is coming up March 12th. Yes, spoke with uh, Christine Reeves, who's a Democrat from Federal Way. So she just uh, submitted a bill, House Bill 2150, which basically gives unprecedented powers to the Secretary of State and the state legislature to mm-hmm. remove somebody, basically uh, say they're not qualified to be on the ballot. Uh, and that's what she's asking people to do. And, and if you don't, and, and, you know, that's, that, that's, it's that quite that simple. I was going to play a, bo- right, is it? a, a, bo- a bite here, yeah. but uh, forget it. All right. No, it's okay. It, it's, uh, the bill is aimed to prevent Trump or any candidate accused. Correct. You don't have accused. to be convicted what? of. You don't have to be proven guilty. No. So you just Fourteenth Amendment. I cut you right off there. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. No, you get accused of something. So I always thought. I I don't know. Maybe we should check with um, Representative Reeves. I thought you, everyone, you're innocent until proven guilty. But all you need to do is be accused. So someone accuses somebody of something, and then that would be enough standing to not have that person's name on the ballot. She says, I'm not just about Trump. It's about any candidate. We dep- we rely too much on, you know, people being just honest when it comes to them applying and, you know, filling out the applications to run for office. So we should probably have a separate department in there to check all this stuff. Well, but they're going to give the power a- to the secretary of state, yeah. which he normally yeah. the secretary of state. They just said an election administrator. This gives unprecedented power to the secretary of state to decide 
whether someone is qualified to run for office. And that's we're not just talking about the president here. The way no. the bill's written, we're talking about 375 offices from U.S. Senator, re- congresspeople, uh, judges in the state of Washington. And there's multiple people running, in, obviously, in all those races. And the Secretary of State would have to investigate every single person, whether or not they're qualified, go in their background, whether they're qualified to be on the ballot. Right. Matt, who, well, who we don't, makes those no specifics on what now? Yeah. Well, what they're, I was they're gonna, pri- oh, I was going to ask the same question, Sherry. Well, they're going <laughs> to they, both good credit. They're gonna, they're really looking at the uh, insurrection clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. That's real specific in this legislation. So, if someone is accused of being an insurrectionist, as defined by the Fourteenth Amendment, they can be taken off the ballot. Now, the in the in the bill, it does have a clause that says if there's a federal court decision deciding, you know, interpreting the 14th Amendment in regarding the insurrection clause, the state will follow whatever that court ruling is. So it leaves a hole open there for a future decision by the U.S. Supreme Court in the case of Donald Trump. But it also gives yeah. unprecedented power to the legislature because now they, with a simple majority vote in the House or the Senate, can remove any person for any reason off a mm. ballot. They would order the Secretary of State to do that. They just have to have a simple vote. That's never happened before. So that's what this bill, that's why it's so unprecedented. And whether or not it's going to pass, I doubt. I don't think so. Uh, Can I make a just, you know, almost irresponsible sweeping generalization that sometimes talk show hosts are known for? Sure. Why not? You get paid to do it. This is an absolutely meaningless bill. And all you're trying to do is just throw a little bit of red meat to the left activists, the same people that have been active in Colorado and in Maine and others. Um, I'm sure they're getting a lot of pressure uh, from the left saying, why aren't we doing the same thing? We should do the same thing in Washington. We should follow Colorado. Let's get in on this one. Uh, I believe that the Supreme Court should make quick hash of this and hopefully all nine agree uh, to shoot down what Colorado had in place. Because remember, Colorado, all seven of these judges were appointed. They're all Democrat, all appointed by a Democrat. But three said, no, this 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 insurrection, this we're not going to knock it down. The other four said yes and pushed it through. And the Supreme Court is going to rule uh, post haste on this. This is they're working on it right now. They're going to try to have it, I think, sometime maybe in the middle of February. They might have their ruling on this. But this is just a way of going, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing it, too knowing that this thing would cause so many problems. You'd have to rewrite so much to give the Secretary of State all of that power. But I still like to go back to all you have to do is accuse somebody, Mm -hmm. and then they're guilty. So somebody could make um, irresponsible accusations against other uh, candidates or other elected uh, individuals, just make an accusation against them, accuse them of something and then have that person not be proven guilty or innocent and then get them knocked off next time. What we don't want to get into is this uh, tit for tat that I've seen some people, I think it was DeSantis, said, oh, well, we'll do the same thing in Florida. We don't want to get into that. That's nasty, nasty, nasty. So hopefully when the Supreme Court has this, this whatever this thing is, what's, what bill is it that she's proposing? It's to, uh, HB it? 2150. 21, you know, it's a yeah. stake in, you're right, it's a stake in the ground. They want to put it, put their flag down and saying, this is what we're doing. And I think most people realize that, but at least I wanted to bring it up because it's a talking bill and, uh, and you know, it shows what the Democrats are willing to do in our state. Sure. So Matt, if if for some reason, let's say this in a different universe goes through, 
and someone is accused and then taken off the ballot, do they have any recourse at all? Uh, they can appeal. Uh, by the way, did you know that you as a citizen right now in the, the state of Washington, mm-hmm. today is your last day to challenge anybody on the presidential primary on March 12th? You get two days to do it. They just announced the days two days ago, the candidates two days ago. You have until 5 o'clock tonight to run down the Thurston County Courthouse and for any reason challenge the president, Joe Biden, or Donald Trump. They should not be on the Washington ballot. You have until 5 o'clock tonight to do that. And by challenging them... You, you file you file a, that they are not qualified to run for office. As a citizen, you're uh, allowed to do that two days after people are filed in, uh, yeah. uh, in this state. Okay. Just a little sidebar there, but you could, if you want to do it yourself, you could do it right put now. That, put that on the list of stuff to do today. Um, but anyway, the question was, you know, the question was asked, uh, you know, what if Trump is on this ballot? They passed this law just days before the primary. What happens then if they decide to take Trump off the ballot? Well... His votes would be counted, and the way the law is written, they would not be announced. Uh huh. They'll be null okay. and void. It, it's not going to matter anyway, because if he wins the states that he should probably be winning prior to the twelfth, he will pick up after Super Tuesday have enough in order to be able to be the candidate. So again, I think this is just a way of saying, hey, look, we're doing it too. Don't worry, activists. Continue to send us money to support us with your leftist causes. So how about, let's do the second one. Uh, This is following also on the lines, I think, 23 other states. Idaho just passed this, that if you're a boy, you're a boy. And you compete against boys. If you're a girl, you compete against girls when it comes to sports. It's about the chromosomes. Yeah, well, this is uh, an interesting take by Phil Fortunato, who is a very outspoken Republican from Auburn. He's known for kind of uh, these kind of bills. Uh, he throws it up, throws a dart against the wall and see if it sticks. And this is one of them. Basically, he would create the bill would create four, but really five different sporting competitions for people You ha- and based on their chromosomes. You know, mm-hmm. a little biological lesson, a woman is XX, double X chromosome, a man is XY. And so you'd have one league for XX women, another league for XX women who identify as a man, a league for mm-hmm. XY men, another league for XY men who identify as a woman. And then I asked her, well, we'll ask him, what if you don't identify as anything? You're binary. And he says, well, we'll make a league for them, too. So all right. All right. So that's what he wants to do, and he thinks it will also solve the uh, showering situation because everybody would have their own shower time, and it wouldn't be discretion. And there's a and there's actually a big legal aspect to it for a, for people to sue a school district or a sports league to always have these kind of um, uh, sports competitions divided by these sex groups, these gender groups. I'm mean, gonna have mm-hmm. a tough time to actually say what kind of name of what what we should call these groups. But uh, mm. that's what he's throwing out there. And, you know, he basically says, you know, it's just really a fairness issue. And it's a way of basically recognizing and not being discriminatory against people that want to compete and self-identify in a different way than, than others. And they would then compete in their own category. So that's a Fortunato kind of explaining what he wants to do with this particular bill. Likelihood of this, again, this is one of those bills that catches people's eyes. Uh, it's talky, but I think the likelihood of it uh, getting past the uh, committee is unlikely. Right now, it doesn't even have a committee uh, hearing. But I can bring it up again, John, that 
these are bills that your lawmakers are creating and throwing out there, uh, along with the state clam and the state stone, uh, which they'll be talking how, about. Why, how are we doing on the state stone and the state clam? Well, we got the razor clam. You know, that's right. kind of leading the pack right now. And then we have, the, there is a big controversy with the state stone. That's a, oh my God! A, the Wilkinson, wow. the Wilkinson State Stone. Um, the Wilkinson is a town, I, I believe, in Pierce County, where uh-huh. all the stone in the capital is made from the Wilkinson sandstone. Wilkinson wow. sandstone, I should say. So, but there's the Tonino sandstone, and the mayor of yeah, Tonino, right. uh, wow. he's upset because you know most people use Tonino sandstone. So, yeah, whose sandstone yeah. should it be? I know. I use right. Oh baby. Yeah, oh, that's, that's such exciting. a great question. That's I ask myself that every oh, day. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, by the way, I just got word from uh, Brian Hayward. It looks like yes. So the police pursuit. Correct. They handed enough signatures. So you, most likely, you being the listeners, get a chance to vote on that in November. That's right. And then Lori so. Jenkins, the Speaker of the House, said that when she was asked earlier this week, would they consider redoing that bill in light of this initiative and she said no we're looking over our shoulder at it and uh if it does qualify we may think about an alternative and so oh yes uh and and the way it works is that the legislature can vote in an alternative to sit right next to the initiative on your ballot so that you have in the the haywood initiative and then you'd have another initiative or a, a, a ballot measure written by obviously the democrats in the legislature to go right next to it so we'll see if that's mm-hmm. going to happen i see okay well that's good i saw I, it's a really interesting exchange i think it was last week uh brandy cruz was at that press conference and asked the speaker of the house um about asked jenkins about the fact that because jenkins had made some comment that she was upset to see that millionaires are mm-hmm. you know in a way hijacking our democracy by putting initiatives on the ballot she was upset by that so then brandy cruz asked well were you upset when uh paul allen and uh, others that are millionaires were placing other initiatives on the ballot especially when it came to what was the gun control thing 1639 or whatever that one was she didn't really have an answer to it but you know, just be consistent. If you got a problem with Brian Hayward using his money, then you should also have a have a problem with uh, Nick Hanauer using his money. So, yeah, kudos. To, you know, as a news a guy, bit. I was glad that Brandy asked that question. It was a good follow up for her. So, yes, that's yeah, that's very true. Good. That's All the right. perfect. Um, question. And- it really is the perfect question. <laughs> okay, will you stop? I didn't know he asked the question. Jeez, Andrew, you're quick on that one. Uh, Matt, anything else for us, or that we're going to say goodbye to you? Well, you might as well say goodbye because I started off with a. Now I'm trying to finish off hard here, so uh, I don't have anything new good for you. Did you really want to say that on the air? No, I didn't. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You're welcome, Tom. There he goes. All right. See that? It's karma coming back, making fun of some of my dance moves for uh, Matt Markovich. All right. Uh, all right, yeah, all the bills that are up there, and uh, everybody gets a chance to come up there and have all their get a chance to try new things, like get a new uh, either razor cra- clam or the pick of the favorite stone or something like that. Riveting. Oh my goodness! By the way, everybody, down ballot fatigue. We need to start training now because when November rolls around, I don't want to hear anybody saying they're just getting tired. You know, they get halfway down the ballot and they get tired. Shake it out, as the nuns used to say. You know. 
the idle hands of the devil's workshop used to we'd be writing and then they'd all make a stop for a moment and do this to get our hands ready to go to keep keep the so we don't get down ballot fatigue we go all the way down the ballot filling in what you want without getting tired sherry because that is a concern because there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff on the ballot so start practicing now filling in little round spots on pieces of paper so you do the training now and it pays off later on in the big race all right good idea <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think you just you just say stuff like that just to kind of keep me quiet, huh? What do you want? What do you want? What would be the? Sometimes I think you treat me like somebody in an insane asylum. Like, okay, Mister Mister Phillips, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Let's take okay, it back now, to your room now, now just take, just take. Here you go. Just, there you go. <laughs> Swallow both pills. Lift your tongue up. Well, yeah. There you go. All right. Feel nighty night, nighty night, sleepy sleep for you. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm never shocked when I read all these polls about the number of people that say they believe in ghosts or believe in aliens. And then I think it's like one out of 20 people say they've been abducted by aliens and then probed or something. It's nuts. You think, okay, either that's a tremendous amount of people that are out of their mind or... This is a lot of probing going on, Sherry, in some of these alien spacecrafts that people are unaware of. Um, but either way, another study coming out, another poll comes out. Percentage of Americans that believe in ghosts and those that believe in aliens and UFOs. And I've uh, heard from, I'm going to write this friend of mine who I talked to last summer who had a prediction regarding UFOs and the election. But the majority of Americans believe in ghosts, aliens, and the devil. Where are you in this one? Because 59% say they believe in aliens, 61 believe in ghosts, 70% believe in the devil, which is lower. It used to be 85%. Yep, oh, I don't 85%. believe in the devil, but uh, and I don't really believe in aliens, but I do believe in ghosts. Uh, people that believe in God, that's at 85%, the highest being in the South. George Nori. How we dance. <laughs> First time caller line, west of the Mississippi. Go ahead. Uh, you don't believe in ghosts. I, I, Our guest no, today I is Sherry in... Elliker. Yes, go ahead, Sherry. No, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I think you misunderstood this. The screener asked me if I believed in ghosts, and yes. I said, yes, I don't ah, believe ghosts. in the devil. Okay. Why do you believe in ghosts, Sherry? Because it's fun. And it's, <laughs> and um, it's it's more fun than the devil, and more fun than UFOs, which are always so dumb. I saw this, I saw that. Oh, and that you know, they never have a camera. It's never sharp. It's always some uh, weird uh, secondhand um, account of something. But no, I. But so ghosts are fun though, because you just. <laughs> I don't know. You think of them like hanging they, around? Because they, they have long like sheets on. Their eyes are cut out where their eyes are, <laughs> no, and they say no. Because oh. that means that you could become a ghost someday, and that would be okay. So wait, <laughs> by you believing them and them and me believing they're fun, now you want me to become a ghost? No, going not to the you, UFOs. You, you, you universal you, that, you. Yes, that meaning that I there's know. life after death, which I like. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I'm big on the UFOs, especially after watching the congressional hearing that they had. The they want Congress wants there to be more transparency. 
So they set this thing up, and um, says here Chuck Schumer was outraged that the House had refused to incorporate proposal um, uh, that would look to. They want to get more information. They want more on the UAP. They call them UAPs to be declassified. And in one of the uh, back and forth between one of the witnesses, they showed video, and they were said they were one of the guys. This experts were asked, "Do you have?" Did one of these alien spaceships crash? Yes. Was there, did you recover anything that would be considered biological there at the site? The guy said, yes. Was it human biology? And he said, no. So. Okay, so if this so is. So here you true. have a government expert saying that one of these things crashed, they have it. And they've got whatever the parts of the whatever the captain of the, the ship was. So now you believe in a government expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, listen, for the sake of the show, Sherry. Yes. I do believe that there's life out there beyond us. Um, there's enough of these because I see these pilots. You watch these; these guys are very, very professional. The, the Blue Angels and the F-16s and the the guys that are flying the X-35s, all these, and they see them on their radars and stuff. I watched one the other day. It's this thing spinning around, and they're watching it, watching it. And all of a sudden, it hits the water, and like, oh, it's going down. Mark where it is. They went in to find it. Um, why doesn't the government release more of it? Now, here's the theory from this woman that I know. That is like a full-fledged QAnon person. You ready? Mm-hmm. I told you this over the summer after uh, having dinner with her. We will hear more and more about UFOs. This is what she's saying. And then there will be a... They will cancel the election because we are under attack, the world, or the United States, under attack from UFOs. Mark my words, she said. And so I now listen, it's confirmation bias because she put this in my head. Then you start to see, okay, they they had the congressional hearing. They had the witness in there. Yes, there's information on this stuff, but they're still not releasing more of it. They're calling for it. They want to set up a, a commission or a department or something, a committee of some sort to gather all this stuff up and make it available to the public or at least let us know more about it. So obviously there's stuff that they have that they're not telling us about. And I don't believe that they're, they're going to fake some sort of an attack. Um, in order to cancel the election, but you do see more talk about UFOs. Well, why, why can't UFO? why, Here's the weird thing: why can't there be something else out there other than what we are doing here? Well, that, no, I, I I agree. It is arrogant of us to think we're the only species. But this contingent of UFOs that are going to attack us is it led by Elvis? Okay, you know what? <laughs> wow, that is such a good question. <laughs> Okay. I just think, no, I mean, I, yes, I agree that to think that we're the only people out there is naive. It's just that it's never satisfying, okay? You get a, one person talking about how they saw, you know, a, a teacup and a saucer up in the air. You get somebody else saying that they saw mystical figures in the distance. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, here we go. Okay, definitive. evidence, here you go, here you go. demands for transparency surrounding UAPs grow, so does a list of head-scratching videos being leaked online. This is the latest one called the... Let me just say, as many times as I've been stumped in my life, I've never felt the need to scratch my head or scratch my chin, right? Well, that's a real head scratcher. How many times do you stump like, 
Yeah, I don't know what's uh, that's uh, what's one hundred seventy two divided by one hundred forty five. You never scratch your head. Let's stop all that. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay, we agree on that. Jellyfish yes, UAP. Good. It's not uh, visible. It only is detected through its uh, thermal emission in the infrared. In the newly released video, you can see what appears to be a jellyfish-shaped object with string-like mm-hmm. tentacles see? dangling see? as it glides through a United States Joint Operations Base in Iraq. This video yes. was recorded back in October of 2018. You can see the object going from white to black, indicating a change from hot to cold on thermal imagery. While News Nation uh-huh. has not independently verified the authenticity of the video, the UAP was allegedly moving through a sensitive military installation. The government uh, needs to obviously monitor such objects and uh, identify their nature because if they are produced by adversarial nations, uh, we want to know about that and protect our facilities, most importantly, uh, strategic facilities such as nuclear reactors. Investigative UFO journalists Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp obtained the military-filmed UAP incursion. They say, according to witnesses, the object displayed transmedium capabilities going underwater for more than 15 minutes and after it resurfaced, rapidly accelerating. It is not a standard or common shape of, of UFO or, or UAP. And the, the color change is quite is quite strange because it implies either a camera artifact like some sort of rescaling or some sort of uh, signature management because it doesn't make sense that would be changing from hot to cold so quickly if that's what what's happening that's not really physically uh, possible as far as we know uh-huh uh-huh. Okay, let me just uh-huh. pose this question. This one question. Not allowed to make this fun of the sound of his voice. Sherry. No, I, I didn't. Go I, okay. I was going to ask a legitimate question. If if there really were UFOs, wouldn't some other country that had nefarious intent with lots of money, wouldn't they go after and try to harness the power or the um, might of of a of a UFO army or something like that? Wouldn't they be actively pursuing that? It's an excellent okay. question. That is something. No, it's we're not. Have to no, it is not. No, it is not. <laughs> something we're going to have to evaluate through no. our investigation. What what country would that be? I don't know. China. Nice try. Russia. Try to win. <laughs> no, they don't have any money. We're the most okay. powerful country in the world. We have all the money. Listen, when when the UFO comes knocking at your house, don't bother calling me. I'll be like, all oh, right. I thought you didn't believe in it. Oh, and then they're like, <laughs> help, he's probing me. Help, 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 Curly, he's probing me. I'm like, ah, probe away. Okay. Well, right? I would help you. I would help you if that happened to you. So just for the record, who's yeah, the better friend? pull you up out there like why are her hands so big Ba-ba-ba-ba. such an odd story this goes back to 2019 with ebay and as it goes that apparently there was this um husband and wife did they have a newsletter or something like that? They put up a newsletter yeah. and uh-huh. talked about eBay and Amazon and this. I don't know how many people read this newsletter, but the newsletter goes up, makes an accusation. And then, according to this piece, uh, was it the CEO or somebody high up at eBay contacts another eBay and, uh, you know, executive and says that that that's it. 
these people need to be taken down and you know burned or whatever the expression they use to, to destroy the couple, the husband and wife, putting up the newsletter, making charges against eBay. Yeah, they they have a newsletter called E-Commerce Bites. And uh-huh. in this newsletter, they were critical of eBay. Well, eBay got a hold of it. And way up at the top, the CEO said, okay, this is a biased troll. They need to be taken down, all of this stuff. Yeah. And then these two people, they live in uh, Massachusetts, David and Ina Steiner, Mm-hmm. Unbelievable stuff. They've got things like um, spiders sent to them, cockroaches. They had a bloody pig's head sent to them. She had a book about, uh, uh, also sent to them about how to live without your when your spouse is murdered or dead or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and a, a funeral wreath. Uh, they would post their addresses publicly and tell people there were parties. So. <laughs> They, <laughs> but but I should say, in all fairness to eBay, they did get all of those things at a really good price. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But some may have been used, and that's always, oh. yeah. That's so they didn't pay for any of this stuff. They start sending them these things. eBay yeah. sends them these things to intimidate them or to shut them up or to embarrass them or in some way to get them to stop writing terrible things about eBay in their newsletter. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what's happened is they're getting something called a deferred prosecution, which they were found guilty of doing these things. I think the CEO got like uh, five years in prison. Somebody else got two years in prison. But what they're saying is that uh, they have to pay a $3 million fine uh, to resolve the criminal charges. And uh-huh. uh, then they have to also have, uh, I guess, some kind of oversight or something. You know, Someone will be watching to make sure they don't ever do something like this again. Hmm. Isn't that strange that a big corporation like that with, you know, big, big players in the C-suite making all that money would intentionally go after just two people with a newsletter? Well, it kind of makes you wonder what they've done to other people that have probably done something far more damaging or or have said things about eBay. Uh, They even sent her things like letters uh, from irritable bowel syndromes, like, you know, they signed Mm -hmm. her up for law for newsletters and things for irritable bowel, uh, for all these different ailments and things like that. So that kind of harassment you would think wouldn't be done at, it's so petty that (laughs) why, why, why would someone do that at a very, very high level in a corporation knowing that they're going to get caught? Right. Right. Because somebody's going to say something and be like, what are you doing today, Steve? Uh, I got to send another pig head to those people in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, OK. They you had a lunch later on. Like, huh? Yeah. Just, a couple of the executives had flew out to the city they lived in and spent a week just staking them out and following them around. They tried to put a GPS tracker on their car. Uh-huh. And, and these they are, would these knock at like the door and run away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They had some dog poop and they set it on fire and <laughs> in a paper bag. Can I just say something about that? That is a classic thing that no one does anymore, but it still works. It's still good. Let's bring that one back. That's from like the 70s, the flaming bag of dog poop. It's But the weird thing is, people act like, okay, there's a knock at the door, you open the door, and there's a bag on fire at your feet. Mm-hmm. Is your first initial reaction to be to, to stamp it out? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, what if it caught your pants on fire? <laughs> or your shoes on fire? Or maybe if you didn't, ha- if you were gross and you were walking around with no shoes. 
Okay, if you heard the knock at the door, you open the door, and there's a flaming paper bag, your first move would be, shut the door, right? No, it would be this. Trevor! Trevor! Oh. Trevor! <laughs> He'd come and it's take care of you. it. It's for you! And take it's care of it. He's coming down here for you! Okay. <laughs> he would pick it up with his bare hands and, and run down the street while it was still on fire oh, trying you know to catch the guys that did it. That did it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test it tonight. Okay, good. Okay. Try it out tonight. Yeah. Gonna fly in All on right. your UFO. <laughs> okay. You know, that's it. That's it. <laughs>